transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California. Now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. Night has fallen on the desert. The wind is howling. The coyotes are howling. And, and there's this terrible hum. A buzzing. been brooding by the fire. There comes a time in life when brooding by the fire is very important. Brooding is one of those many useful parts of life that you cannot admit to anymore. People jump all over you, try to get you committed. you off at a yoga retreat. Brooding just means to be deep in thought, somber, quiet, moodily contemplative, especially in the sense of working over something. In old movies, the writer or the artist is often shown brooding over the typewriter, the scroll, the canvas. So if you're not brooding about it, it's probably not that important. So brood if you like, and watch out for people who don't want any brooding in their presence. are shallow. Anyway, brooding is best done alone by the fire. A week or so back, I was driving my favorite Mojave back roads on a dark midweek night, nobody else on the road. This is usually a brooding sort of drive. Because the only better place to brood than a campfire or a fireplace is behind the wheel, alone with the radio and your thoughts and the wild expanse. On this occasion, as occasionally happens, there were some people riding with me. One of them said something strange. It was while we were all talking about coyotes. And he said he'd watched a coyote on the street in Los Angeles at the edge of Griffith Park. And upon reaching the park's lawn and trees... It stood up on its hind legs and strolled into the darkness. Yes, I said, that's a rare thing to see. You're lucky to have seen that. 
Regular coyotes can stand up on their hind legs, as can the other canines generally. Anybody with a dog taller than a labradoodle knows this when something on the kitchen counter vanishes. Like those nice steaks left out to defrost. There are photographs you can look up of a very alert coyote standing tall to look over a thick clump of brush. There are reasons uh, cactus wrens make their nests several feet above the ground in the thorny branches of a choya. Coyotes, like their fox cousins, very much enjoy fresh eggs. Snakes, too, especially the clever Red Racer, the Western Coach Whip. The Red Racer is a fine climber of trees and can sometimes maneuver around the endless thorns of a choya cactus. see a coyote casually switch to walking on two legs, striding in the human way, we are beyond the range of regular animal biology. We are in a different realm, which is usually telegraphed by a heightened sense of awareness. An expansion of our everyday reality. Everything seems very different all of a sudden. Whatever seemed important a moment ago, running an errand, listening to the radio, worrying over a late bill or a mean thing somebody said to you, it disappears for a while, just fades away. Because a wild canine, it looks like a wild canine, just gave you the strangest glance. it walked across the road like the devil himself. in the corner of the living room. 
took on a more sinister aspect. Or maybe she reflected a more sinister aspect within myself. I was the one who always asked her to tell those terrible stories. On those nights when my parents would go out with the neighbor parents and the kids from across the street would come over and sit on the shag carpeted floor around her big old ugly upholstered armchair. You could say she grew up surrounded by nature. The dream of an Echo Park or Oakland resident today. Water moccasins, cypress trees heavy with Spanish moss, alligators. Regular flooding, regular waves of tropical disease, pandemics. Nature. And its constant mirror apparent to us in fleeting moments... Supernatural, omens, portents, divination, prayers answered. And often the answer was a very firm no. The oldest person in the house was about 15, where my grandmother lived with all her brothers and sisters and this rough old house where people got around by foot or by Piro, the dugout canoe. You can go all over in real shallow water. Old man Pierre, my great-grandfather, had been gone a while by then. Then their much younger mother passed away, Haladonia. So these kids were just out there by themselves, taking care of themselves. Worried about the devil and keeping an eye out for what my Mahdi called the Lugaru. Whether you grew up in Haiti and the French Caribbean or the maritime provinces of Canada or the cool green lands of Normandy and Brittany. You knew of the Lugaru. It is a werewolf. It becomes a werewolf as the result of a curse sometimes. Usually in uh, the French versions the versions that come down from medieval France, the the werewolf has been the werewolf has been cursed by Christ because the werewolf had been a mortal who failed to keep Lent or failed to follow a certain commandment of, of uh, Christ. Or more generally in Protestant communities, It was just somebody who was not a good Christian. 
turned into a werewolf by the grace of God. The Lugaru is sometimes called the Rugaru in the various dialects of the Louisiana swamps. Must live out the curse for a certain time, often for a hundred and one days and nights. Yet in the French Caribbean, the Lugaru is much more like Takwits of the Coahuila people of the Southern California deserts and mountains. A witch, a sorcerer who takes the form of a floating ball of fire that haunts the night. While you are sleeping, it passes through the walls and windows and like the ghost of a flea, it drinks your blood. There are some methods said to prevent the entity from entering a line of rice or sand outside the door. For the curious spirit cannot help but stop and count all the grains. Or you can leave out a pair of shoes reversed because the creature, when in that form, will be confounded by its endless attempts to put on the backward shoes. These semi-intelligent balls of light are known to every culture in the world. Even the subculture of modern UFO believers who think these mysterious balls of light bouncing over mountains and over swamps and down lonely trails are evidence of spaceships from other galaxies. UFO believers have also shown interest in the English translation of a Danette term for a sorcerer who takes the form of a beast, a werewolf. The term is skinwalker, and this is because of the relentless marketing of a small cattle property in the northeastern corner of Utah, briefly owned by some ranchers who claimed all kinds of strange encounters there. Maybe it all really happened, just like they said. But we also know that the Salt Lake City real estate developer and now reality television producer who bought the ranch just wants to keep the revenue flowing. But it's not even Navajo country up there. It's Ute, as in Utah. Brigham Young and his followers called their adopted homeland Deseret. But the federal government back in Washington had no interest in validating the mystic naming conventions of the Latter-day Saints, so the state became Utah. Whatever the Lugaru is, whatever rules it follows, whether or not they match the 
monster rules you find on the internet. People did seem to dread the existence of the thing. It seemed to be a, a bad omen. Do shape-shifting coyotes get up and walk when they feel like it? Well, there are many reports of such things from all over. Here's one I found from South Carolina. Quote, went camping when I was 17 with my friends and the ROTC instructor from our school. We're coming back from town on this long dirt road in the mountains. My friends and I were in the back of the truck and he slammed on the brakes. We look over the top of the cab and see this animal walking across the road. It looked like a coyote but was walking on its hind legs. After it crossed, it let out this god-awful screeching sound. When we got back to the campsite, the ROTC instructor made us pack up and leave. He'd been all over the place with the army and had seen some crazy stuff, but whatever we saw scared him to his core. Coyote wanders the world he created, making trouble. That's the usual story in America. Coyote doesn't like the working life and avoids it whenever possible. Better to get in trouble trying some outrageous scheme than put in the hard, dull work of doing it right. It's his world, after all. He'll do what he wants or die trying. But he always comes back. Coyote always comes back, and he comes back in greater numbers. As our absurd efforts to eradicate coyotes have proven so well. Once this small wolf, the prairie wolf, was only on the Great Plains and in the southwestern deserts. But now, after centuries of trappers and hunters and exterminators and poison bait and cyanide gas bombs and chasing them from helicopters full of hunters with automatic rifles, well, now Coyote is everywhere. Chicago, New York City, walking across Griffith Park Boulevard in Los Angeles evening traffic. Sometimes on two legs. It was 1.25 a.m. on May 21st of last year, 2022, when a security camera at the Amarillo Zoo captured a strange image. 
It looked, people said, like a coyote walking on human legs. Hardly the first appearance of a coyote strolling around in the night up to no good. But the first one seemingly walking on two legs captured by a night vision camera. There's no way to know what's in the picture, of course, and there's a very good reason why our cameras and iPhones can't pick up the same uncanny visions as sometimes baffle us. Yet here is this strange artifact. I've heard it said that maybe it's a furry hanging around outside the zoo at night, part of some online community, but finally driven to leave the computer behind and put on the fursuit and prance around by the giraffe encounter or whatever. You'll see some coyotes very soon. And if you see a coyote look right at you and stand up and casually walk away on its hind legs... you don't see that one too often. If you do, call a witch doctor or a priest or something. Park rangers can't help you there.
deployed as Isaacs and across the great Mojave wilderness and beyond, you've been listening to Desert Oracle Radio. We heard some soundscapes tonight by Red Blue Black Silver, wherever he is now. But I'm your host, Ken Lane, wherever I am now. While the era of the Desert Oracle Radio live show has passed into history, I do have a couple of public events in February. First, on the 11th, 2-11-2023, in the beautiful Mojave village of Shoshone, I'm doing... I'm not sure exactly. Telling some desert stories, I presume the afternoon of Saturday February 11th probably in the museum there what else on Monday February 27 I will be taking part in Alta Journals event at Skylight Books in Los Angeles it's free to attend but you have to RSVP not to me please uh, to Alta Journal online. Uh, Alta Journal just put out that big desert issue that you can find at California Booksellers that has the desert oracle thing in it. And while it's true that I'm taking subscriptions again for the moment for Desert Oracle, the pocket sized periodical about the series American Deserts. It's also true that I've got about another 200 emails to get through regarding your address changes and your queries regarding the status of your old subscription and all that. So have patience and you will get a reply as I will get through all of these and update the database and etc. It's just me out here and I'm not very good at any of this. So please don't yell because if you do, I will do a hex. And then there's no telling what you'll see stalking around your home late at night making god-awful screeches. You can go to desertoracle.com and find out more. Good night from the Voice of the Desert. (laughs) 